Hey, what's going on everybody? Isaac here with Civil Engineering Academy. I wanted to jump on real quick as an introduction to my next guest on our podcast, and that is Melody Gonzalez. I actually reached out to her. She did an awesome, uh, I guess, origin story on LinkedIn. I read it. It was awesome. It details her entire journey into civil engineering, how she is an immigrant from Venezuela, uh, a single mother, and how she overcame all these obstacles to become a civil engineer. It's a fascinating story. Uh, hopefully we can link that in the description as well so you can check that out. Uh, but I wanted to jump on, introduce her. She is amazing. She's a civil engineer in Florida. She works for Black and & Beach. And we talk all about it today in our uh, podcast episode. So it's going to be awesome and it's going to be coming right up. Before that does, I just want to make mention, if you haven't signed up for our newsletter, make sure you go do that, civilengineeringacademy.com slash newsletter. And that way you can get all the little tips uh, you know, that we have for you to help you pass the FE, the PE, career tips, and also keep you up to date on uh, future podcast episodes, as well as releases of uh, video practice problems and everything else that we throw out there. So go check it out, civilengineeringacademy.com slash newsletter. And with that, we're going to be coming uh, up with the uh, interview with Melody. So it's coming right up. All right, what's going on, everybody? I have Melody on with us today. I'm excited to bring her on the show. Um, I guess I, I did describe a little bit of our background, Melody, and maybe I could just touch upon it a little bit, but you wrote an awesome origin story uh, on LinkedIn, and I reached out to you on LinkedIn, and that's kind of how we connected to bring you on. So that with that, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm very excited to be here. Thank you very much for reaching out. Awesome. Well, as we dive into this a little bit, I just, maybe from your own words, um, you know, you don't need to go over everything that you detailed, but maybe described a little bit about how, you know, where you came from, how you, how you ended up getting into this civil engineering field. I think that would be fun for, for people to hear. Um, well, it's interesting. I actually studied civil engineer back in Venezuela. I'm from Venezuela and I came mm -hmm. here probably uh, 15 years ago. Okay. <laughs> and um, uh, then life happened, married two kids, and I felt like I needed to be full-time mom. My kids were little and it's so much pressure to be there and, you know, doing everything. Uh, but inside me i needed to do more i needed i feel like uh, some part of me were missing mm. so after i divorced i realized uh well nothing is stopping me now i need to i can do whatever i want to do and and let's let's go for it so i found good people on the way to help me out mentors advisors they help me uh, to get there but i'm sure Long story short, I went back to learn English, proper English, <laughs> mm -hmm. because in the day-to-day, -day, you, know, you know how to go to the supermarket to ask for stuff, to go to the store, to that's something, but actually going to engineering school, you need a different set of tools. You need grammar, proper, it's so, it's, I needed to go back to school to learn English, and then after that, I was able to get into Miami-Dade College and then from there transferred to FIU and all of that to me was so every step even even though it looked like it, it was a small step for a regular person for me it was big because 
being a mom and having to balance everything and learning everything from zero, no growing up here, everything to me looked like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. Yeah. Uh, so I finally got into um, university, FIU. I couldn't believe it. That's one of my happiest days, to be mm. honest. Uh, and then, you know, everything started just flowing. Uh, I was where I wanted to be, doing what I wanted to do. I'm not saying that it was easy. Balancing kids at school, it was yeah. Hard. <laughs> complicated. But I was able to graduate and, and, and very excited to actually well, um, get my, my goal. That's awesome. So maybe I could ask you a few questions. Like you touched upon how it felt to get into to, to college. Um, and I guess going before that, you mentioned that you came to the United States 15 years ago. I guess going back then, what, what brought you to the United States? And then how difficult was it to get into college? Well, um, I came here like many immigrants looking for better opportunities, mm -hmm. uh, trying to improve Venezuela um, at that time was looking into was looking like it wasn't going in the right direction and i the how things look right now i think that i make a really good decision coming yes, I think so. uh, things are complicated there to say the the least um, and getting into college wow um i did high school back in Venezuela and it's very different very mm. different so getting into college was <sighs> I needed to take the SAT I didn't even knew what was the SAT when I tried mm -hmm. um, my advisor from Miami Day College was the one who told me this is the path that you need to do I still have believe it or not I still have the piece of paper from my first my first appointment with her uh, when we when we light up the plan, like these are the options. You can go here and take the SAT, transfer to university and do this, 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 and this. And it was kind of a five-year plan, like I mm -hmm. said in the article. Uh, or you can try to do this other thing. And it was some a couple other things that were more short-term. Uh, and I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going for it, for, for the big one. But getting into college... Um, Starting for the SAT, wow. Uh, I started petroleum engineering in Venezuela, so I thought I knew math, for example. And but when you can even understand the problem statement, that's no way that you can apply any math. The vocabulary right. was a challenge for me all the time. So it was a lot of research. I have to um, look up a lot of um, test taking tips. Um, learning what things mean exactly because when you translate it it meant something else so it was it was a huge challenge I was studying for two months straight I have wow. other uh, people that I studied with and I remember I I drove my kid to school I dropped dropped them off and I went to pick up my study buddies mm -hmm. to go back home to study from 9 a.m. all the way to 9 p.m. every single day. Mm. So I'm. It that was, sounds like studying for the PE exam. 
Oh, I, know. <laughs> I know. Intense. I know. And I know. And it's, I, I, I wouldn't believe that I passed. I was so sure, and I don't mention this in the article, but I was so sure that I wouldn't pass. There was absolutely no way that I would pass that I took the test twice. Mm -hmm. I took it, and I was so sure that I wouldn't pass that I arrived back home. I registered again and I paid to take the test a second time. I was sure there's absolutely no way that I can pass. So when the the um, the, the score arrived and I passed, I was like, is this right? <laughs> <laughs> so I went back and I took it a second time and of course I improved my score. But with the one that I got in the first time, I was able to get into college. But That's <laughs> awesome. So I'm hearing a few challenges. Uh, one is the, the first challenge is obviously that you had to learn English um, properly so you could read, comprehend, and understand problems in the engineering field. And then you got into college by taking the SAT and then it just kind of rolled from there. Does that sound right? Yep. Yeah. Awesome. That's, that, I mean, that's good advice for anybody that's coming here or is in a similar situation as you. Um, you know, they could follow right in your footsteps to, to get where you're, you're at. So very, very inspiring. Yeah, if I can, yeah. definitely, if I can just add up something there. Um, mm -hmm. I, when I took the SAT, like I say that I was sure that I wouldn't pass. I wasn't feeling confident enough to take it. Mm -hmm. As an immigrant, it's speaking of another language. You never feel like you speak English good enough. Never. Even today, sometimes I have conversations with people that I don't fully understand because they have a strong accent or they speak very fast. So you never, you never feel like you are, you know, 100% like I made it. You yeah. never feel that way. So my advice to the people that mm -hmm. are in that place is try it. You don't feel, you don't feel like you are there. You don't feel like you are confident enough, but try it, try it. Just go for it and try it. Because if you wait for that moment to feel like, I know I can do it, you're never going to do it. Yeah. Well, I think people even in the United States don't know English very well sometimes. So <laughs> we're all, we're all learning. <laughs> so <Yep. laughs> that's great advice. So, um, Take us to where you are today. Who do you work for? What do you do? What's, what's your day-to-day -day now? Well, I'm a civil engineer in the water business for Black & Beach. I work on many different type of projects, everything related to water and water infrastructure, and sustainable solution to the community. Most of the projects that I work are here in South Florida, but I have already worked on projecting. Um, mm. Washington DC and um, I work in one in Toronto, Canada, which really? that was pretty cool. Uh, and what I do right now in this stage in my career level, uh, I do design. Most of what I do is just technical design, uh, meaning I need to come up with solution for what the client wants to do. Okay. Um, for example, one of the projects that I'm working um, is a pipeline project for the new pump station. And as easy as it could sound, it's 
it take way more than just having space to put your pipeline. It have to be a lot with coordination within utilities, stakeholders, mm -hmm. um, knowing the regulation. That was something that you don't learn in school. And you <laughs> learn when you're actually working the politics and, and um, legislation affect a lot of our work. Yes. And permitting is a big thing. You definitely don't learn that at school, and that's that's part of your day to day. You need to you need to know what kind of permits and what kind of uh, uh, laws and ads you need to comply so you can actually um, do and find a solution for the problem that you are working on. That's great advice. So when you're in school, you're learning all this, and you get out of school and you're starting to work. Um, is there anything else you've noticed that uh, you didn't learn in school that you're learning now? <laughs> is there a lot? Uh, <laughs> yes, it's a lot. Um, I would say one of the measures is the money constraints. Mm. Uh, legislation is a big thing. Yeah, you, everything that you do need to be within the um, the permits and what is allowed to do, but Money is the key. If your if your project is just too expensive and it it won't get built, it doesn't matter how good, great it is, it just it won't happen. Right. And that's something that you definitely don't learn at school. You don't. You just think about the technical solution and how's the best way to do it. But you don't learn the most of the time it's not just the best solution, but it's the more effect cost effective solution, the ones that win and the one that actually get bills. Yeah, money is a huge factor on projects. I mean, I work as well and every year it's there's a huge rush to try to get all these jobs done before the end of the year. Or, or if you don't have money to do it, you just can't do it. So yeah, budget exactly. is a big deal for sure. Um, I'm curious what advice you'd give to someone that wanted to pursue a career similar to yours. Uh, my bigger advice on that, to the first, will be to love what you do. You engineering is a is a hard career to study. Just mm -hmm. starting by that, it's difficult to get through school. Your classes are very hard. Your professors are. Well, they are engineers like you, so just that's that's a challenge by mm -hmm. yourself. We are we engineers are very special people. <laughs> <laughs> so your professors are very special people. And so getting through school is difficult. And then when you go to work, it's the same thing. Either you work in the public sector or you work in consulting or in on in something else. It's very demanding. It's a lot of hours. It's a, it takes a lot of ins and outs of the project. So typically, we engineers have long hours and long days and long weeks and long months. And it's like every that deadline, project every project done. deadline is like is like final week. <laughs> Yeah. But you don't have two or three per, per year. You have 15, 20 <laughs> per year, depending on the amount of prayer that you're working. So my advice would be love what you do. 
you need to go into not just a career, but the job that you actually like. Work for a company the align with your values, personal values, the, the understand you as a person and not just as a man hour. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> uh, I love that. So advice. if you I think yeah, so you if you love it. what you do, yeah, if you love what you do and you love going to work every single morning, it's not going to be that heavy. Is mm. you like I I love what I do, absolutely love what I do. I will do it for free, but don't tell my boss. <laughs> oh my wow, <laughs> way to go! I think uh, I think being in engineering, you kind of um, you learn to love like learning, and so when you you know, when you find what you enjoy doing, whether that's water resources or geotech or transportation or structures, uh, and you find out that's what you enjoy doing, then when you're in your career, you know, you'll want to keep learning and you'll want to keep brushing up on new ways of doing things and even new software and um, exactly. continually learning. So, and, that, and that's just part of the, the process. So I think that's really- Yeah, but really not just advice. in the technical side. You need to also find a company where you feel comfortable working, mm -hmm. when you feel that your voice is being heard, that your coworkers are part of your team and that everybody's working together to, toward the same goal, that you feel support by the leadership in your company. Uh, that's one of the things that I really love about Black and Beach. Mm -hmm. We, and especially the South Florida team, we are very united. We work together on everything. If I have question, if I need something, if I need help, everybody's there to support you. And I think that that totally makes a difference because of course we're gonna have hard days and we're gonna have a deadline that we need to rush and days that you need to work on so nine and 10 p.m. But if you have the team that supports you and people that are pushing you there, uh, it's it's fine. You can you can go through that and you still enjoy it. So that's great. That's it's not just working in a technical field that you like, but working in a company that you like and that you enjoy. And every single day that you go to, or that you have to connect now working from home, <laughs> every single day that you drive to the office, you feel like you are driving to a place that you are gonna enjoy. Mm. So I guess I just want to ask a little bit more of a deeper question there. If somebody has found themselves in a company that you feel like maybe isn't that way, um, what, what advice would you have for them? Would it be to try to, I guess, change culture or what? Depending. I, 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 um, I really like pushing boundaries in that sense. And mm -hmm. always, sometimes people are not aware of how they don't see your point of view. And so I feel like it's good to push a little bit to have a, your team to understand where you're coming from and to understand the particular situation that you are. Mm -hmm. um, and that's good. But if you find pushing too hard and you are very unhappy and you don't see a chain or you don't see that the culture in the company um, it's going to help you to move forward on these kind of issues. I'll say yes, move, move wow. on, okay. find another place. So okay. good advice. That's really good advice. Uh, I'm curious about this. Um, now that you're in the engineering world, um, 
what's a common myth that you thought about civil engineers or even your profession uh, that maybe you could debunk? Was there something about civil engineers and all of a sudden you are a civil engineer that maybe you could uh, shed some light on? A myth maybe that you could debunk about civil engineers? Um, I, I'm not sure. I, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what vision I had before that I don't have now. And maybe because of the kind of work that I do. But one thing, if I mm -hmm. have to say something, is that I thought that I will be doing a lot of math. And I don't. Okay, there you go. I found myself doing more reading and writing that I enjoy. I love reading, but I like reading for entertaining. Wow. I know technical reading and specification and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, so that's something I wasn't expecting. Uh, but the writing, I, I don't enjoy writing that okay. much. And I know it might sound a little bit weird <laughs> after my article. <laughs> I think but, you're a great writer. Uh, We're going to link that article and <laughs> you're going to see how good of a writer you are. But yeah. Yes, but I but that was something that I used to tell very often. I, I get into engineering because I don't like writing. <laughs> gotcha. And I found myself writing more and more and more. So yeah. <laughs> I think that's funny you say that. So I I think there's some things in there. Uh, one, one, I think engineers don't realize this, but you know, you go through through uh, so much technical background in school, you know. Uh, you're doing a ton of math. You're solving problems that are quite intense. And then when you're all done and you get into the working profession, you find out that a lot of the skills that you actually need are a lot of soft skills. So like writing, um, talking to people, you know, being able to uh, present, present an idea to other people. So maybe that falls under speech. But there's a lot of, um, it seems like there's a lot of soft skills. Um, that, that don't translate into the world of civil engineering yet. And you kind of have to either bring them out of you or learn them or work on them, um, which ends up, uh, you know, helping your career overall. But I think that is Definitely. kind of a surprise to people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is. It was a surprise. Right? The writing part was a very surprise to me. Like, I, I Seriously, I even had a conversation with one of the leadership in my in here in South Florida, mm -hmm. and one of the things that I said it was, <laughs> like, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know that I would be writing this much. <laughs> <laughs> You're writing books. And so yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, uh, I'm gonna jump into some quick questions with you, and you can take as long or as little as you want, but. Uh, in your article, you mentioned um, some mentors or people that really helped you along with uh, this journey, including that um, English teacher and others. Uh, is there someone uh, now that you look up to, uh, even uh, now in your journey, or um, were those people the main people you've looked up to and that have helped you on this journey? Um, well, I am still with very close contact with all of them. Mm -hmm. uh, my English teacher actually reviewed my article before it came out. Ah. I don't publish anything. Good job. She give me the okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, so she's still my mentor. Um, and the other ones are still very good friends. I still look up to them for advice once in a while. 
Uh, but there have been other people. I mean, the article could be only so, so long. long. <laughs> I guess. So, yeah. yeah, so I couldn't mention everybody, but I have um, professors at school, they have pushed me. Um, that I still have breakfast with them once in a while to get Fantastic. some advice, their point of view. There are people right now in the company and outside my company. There are my um, professional mentors. There every time that I have questions. So I feel like mentorship is not something that you can um, start and end yeah. just because of certain periods. Uh, but I think it's a life life commitment it, and it it have to flow um they have to be someone that you can trust and you can that you feel that you can get a, advice that aligns with who you are yeah uh, so there are a lot of there are a lot of people that i can that i can mention i'm glad to say that even inside the company i have very very good people who is mentoring me right now in the technical side and in the career advice. So that's, that's great. Black and Beach has actually a formal mentorship program, mm -hmm. which is pretty good. But I have others that is a little bit more informal. That is, I feel like it, you don't have to have just one mentor for everything. Sure. You, um, you can have multiple people giving your advice. And at the end, it's you who is going to take the advice. So you can get different point of view and opinions so you can make your own decision at the end. I love that. I hope uh, everyone that's listening and or watching um, is listening to that about either. I, I think it'd be helpful if, if you're in a spot to become a mentor to try to help other people. But also if you're looking for a mentor, I think the tips that you gave are fantastic for people to try to search for that. Do you feel like that helped? Um, or, or was something, I mean, it definitely helped you, but is there also any personal habits that you had that contributed to your success now uh, in becoming a civil engineer? Um, I, I want to touch base with the mentorship again, just oh, yeah. because I want to say something else. I don't, you don't have to get to a point where you say, okay, now I'm successful enough to be a mentor. I feel like you can always be a mentor. Because no you have what. gone through certain stuff in life. Like I have been mentored for ESO student at Miami-Dade College. I have few people that went in the same class that I was. Mm -hmm. And I have been helping them with tips and advice. And I did it this way. Maybe you can try. Mm. Um, and that's not very advanced. That's not technical advice. But it's still a way to guide them on how I went through. So going yeah. back to the routine, uh, I am not a good routine person. It's, if you just focus on the routine part, uh, but I will say the few things that have helped me out on my career has been first networking. Okay. Uh, I learned very, very early in my student career the that was something important. Um, here in the United States, in Venezuela, it's different. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know how to explain it. It's just, it's, it, we don't have this kind of organization this way, or it's not so popular when you're at school. This, it, being involved in these kind of things wasn't a thing. 
So I have like to learn ASCE it here. or other organizations that you're part of. Exactly. Of we have we have something called Colegio de Ingenieros, which be something like College of Engineering, but okay. it's just a professional organization and it doesn't it doesn't involve students at all. Hmm. It's it's different, it's just different. Um, so that I have to learn about the organization and the and the networking here, um, and that's one of the big advice that I give on my article because um, network your network is not something that you build today to next week. It's something that you have to build up little by little. Mm -hmm. So the early that you start, the better. So. That's something that he, I think it has been really good for me, um, starting getting involved with the organization and then start creating my network with people at school and people outside school in, within my profession. And I think that that had opened a lot of doors for me that otherwise it wouldn't be possible. That makes sense. No, I think that's really uh, some good tips there. Um, thank you for sharing that. I'm, I'm also, uh, just to continue on some of these quick answer questions. Um, that wasn't quick. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> you're good. You can, I said you could take as long as you wanted. Um, what's a, a good resource maybe you could rend, uh, recommend to the uh, CEA community, the Civil Engineering Academy community, and maybe why you think it's a good one? And that could be, you know, software, a book, or any, anything else that you've come across that have been helpful for you. Uh, tools of, as a civil engineer in general, AutoCAD. Uh, that's something you need to learn. That's something you you need to have in your pocket. Um, for water resources engineer, um, GIS. That is that's that's an important one too. GIS. Um, yeah, GIS. Okay. You. It's not commonly given a school as a required class, uh, but at FIU, I was able to take it as an elective, and it was, a, it was a very good one. At least it gave me some introduction to the program, and I have used it a lot as a, as a civil engineer now working. Um, but I will say that with the leadership, any of the books can be fine. Read at least one, one that aligns with the type of leader that you want to be, because you can always learn something about either one. Even early in your career, when you don't feel that you are a leader, people are always going to be looking what you are doing. Mm -hmm. Always. Even if you are just an engineer one, you can still be a role model for others. Uh, people in your company that are they have more time and are more experienced, uh, you can learn technical stuff from there from them. But you can teach the old folks other stuff. The <laughs> it's coming from the new perspective. That's so. great. Well, <laughs> yes, old be, uh, the old timers can always learn something new. I. I work in a utility industry and so there are a lot of old timers there and getting them to change their mind on how, you know, it's always been done can be difficult sometimes. But I think, you know, 
up and coming people can always share some advice. And as a beginning engineer, you know, your voice is still going to be heard no matter what, uh, you know, you're an engineer. And so people value your input as an engineer. Definitely. So they want to hear what you have to say. So I like to ask this question. It's just kind of a fun one, but if you had all the resources and knowledge in the world, what's something you'd like to be a part of in, in the world of civil engineering? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, if I could, and I have all the knowledge, and I were able to do whatever I want, I will love to help to solve the water crisis problem. It's a big issue right now. Mm -hmm. There is a lot of people that are there don't just don't have access to clean water, and we can't and we don't like it. But we mm. can live without electricity. We can. We can survive. Yeah, you don't have your cell phone and you can survive, but you absolutely need clean water to live. Um, Does so your that's mind, something that I would love to. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. But in, in your mind, are you going back to Venezuela on, on experiences there when you're talking about this? Or Definitely, worldwide? yes. I, yeah, yeah. In general, I know in the... In, the rest of the world, there are many, many places where water is a big issue. Mm -hmm. uh, but of course, I would love to be able to help my people yeah. uh, because it's something that is still happening right now. And it's still, I, I spoke sometimes with my family there and my aunt, actually, I was talking to her a couple of weeks ago and she called me something like at 6 a.m., and I was like, how can you call me at 6 a.m.? Like, oh, no, I'm up at 6, 4 a.m. It's like, why? Are you, you're retired. You don't, I mean, you don't have to. Why did you work at 4 a.m.? She was like, oh, because I, I got up to do the laundry because the water flows at this time better. Ah. So that was the time that she was actually to get water good enough to be able to do the laundry. And to me, that was like, it's incredible. It's just incredible. Yes. The I think we should you feel need blessed to wake up at 4 a.m. here, but obviously we need to it'd be nice to take part in helping other people. If you're waking up at yes. 4 a.m. to get water, that's ooh. Yeah. That's a Something not, is not wrong. a good start to your day. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. For her it's now normal because she have to do it every week. Mm -hmm. uh, but to me, it was like things are wrong. This is not the way you should do it. So, do you ever envision yourself going back there to try to help with with some of that? Definitely, I would love to. The things that how things are running there right now, mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to be a possibility just in the short term. But I hope things change in the future and I'm able to go back and help. That would that's, be awesome. That's, that would be awesome. Mm. I hope something changes soon. Well, I really appreciate that. I think, uh, you know, everything you've shared with us has been very inspiring. If, if those listening haven't read the article, we'll make sure we link it in any description where the show is and make sure people can read that as well. And they'll get more uh, detail, obviously, on your on your journey. But I think what you've shared here has been very inspiring sounds like you love where you work and that's amazing as well uh is there any last piece of guidance uh that you have for it for us and um, what's the best way for people to to get a hold of you if they wanted to reach out to you to ask questions 
Um, the last thing that I'm going to say, and I didn't want to leave without mentioning, is mm-hmm. the, my big or the best advice that I got in life. Um, I was a little girl and it was my grandmother. Um, she couldn't go to school because she was a woman. And at that time, women needed to learn to do house stuff and not going to school. She couldn't go because her father told her the she didn't know. She didn't need to go back to school. She didn't need to go to school. She didn't need to learn to do anything because you are going to be a mom and you just need to learn how to cook and clean and those kind of things. Hmm. So when it was my time, she always told me, you need to take advantage of the opportunities that you have to go to school and succeed and do something else because I couldn't do it. Um, she learned to write and read because she was very persistent and she did it with her brother's books. Um, so to me, it was always, I have opportunities that a lot of women before me didn't have. So I need to, I need to keep pushing and, and, and making progress. So not just for me, so I could value my grandmother, um, but also for all the women behind me, the, might have better opportunities because I have been pushing the bar. So um, that's something that I really wanted to say. If you, I know there are a lot of guys out there and I'm sure all of you have mothers. Some of you might have daughters. Some of you might have sisters. Don't think yourself just as a guy. Think as the son of a woman and help to push that boundary a little bit more every day it takes a lot of us to keep pushing and for all Mm -hmm. the women out there please keep working on your goal you can be whatever you want if you want to if you want to be a driver or a scientist or an engineer or anything else you want to do you can do it it's just there is no right or wrong answer you can do whatever you want and that's that's my biggest biggest advice to everybody out there. It's, and how can you find me? You can go to LinkedIn and find me with Melody A Gonzalez, or you can look me up on Instagram, Melody Gons FIU. Um, okay. And I'll be happy to answer questions to anyone if anyone needs some advice or I'm always happy to help. Always happy to help. I love that. Well, I, I think your advice is spot on. I'd love to see more women in engineering. Uh, you know, in general, I feel like it's probably like 75% men and 25% female. And, you know, and that's maybe a combination of what people are interested in as well. So. Officially 21%. Oh, is that officially? <laughs> Okay, you know it. I know it better than me. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's great. But yeah, don't let anything stop you. I, I, I love that advice. And, you know, you can be whatever you want to be. So, um, you know, go for it. And you got to love grandmas. Yep. They always give the best advice. Always yes. giving that knowledge. <laughs> so, wow, that's awesome. Well, Melody, thank you so much for joining the show. I'm, uh, you know, really thank you for joining me. Um, it's been a real fun pleasure to have you on the show and, and really you've shared a lot with us. So I really do appreciate it. Thank you very much. And thank you for having me. All right. We'll see you later. Bye.
we're getting prepped, ready for that. It's going to be awesome. Stay tuned. What's going on, everybody? Hey, that was a great conversation with Melody. I think everyone's going to like that. She's a great woman and just huge obstacles that she's overcome. So sorry about the hoarse voice. I got a frog in my throat or something, but that's just life. You know, stuff happens. Probably need to go get checked on Corona. Okay, bye. So